Hey guys, it is episode 8 of Bougie and the Beard with Ty and Jordan. Woohoo! Woo! So, uh, episode 8, been at this for two months now. Um, we want to thank you for your support, for giving us feedback, for interacting with us, for just being really engaging and, you know, overall generally nice. We appreciate it. Word. Um, to top it off, we're just going to remind you guys to please connect with us. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter. At Bougie, the letter N, the beard. On Instagram. At Bougie, the whole word, and the beard. On Facebook. At Bougie, the whole word, and the beard. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, um, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're working on Google Play. Um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, we are available. Trying to take over the world, B. But a little, one episode at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have any questions or any feedback, we'd really love to hear from you. Please feel free to email us. At bougie and the beard at gmail.com and go ahead also you could go on twitter mm-hmm. again send us questions on twitter send us questions on instagram facebook wherever you can contact us hook us up mm-hmm. share a like share a follow share the podcast let people see it let people hear it mm-hmm. we want to be able to permeate into your brains yeah and if you are an itunes user please Make sure to subscribe, but also leave us feedback. Rate, comment, rate, comment. Those are important. Right. The more that you rate us and comment, we appear, I guess, in their algorithm and are able to be ranked. At Mm -hmm. this point, we're not yet ranked. So any feedback and insight you give us will help us get put on the map. And the global domination will begin. You're in a really like... I don't know. I'm kind of feeling a little little conquering. Okay. I I feel like I can just... Go right ahead and um, just walk up to anybody and just rule their lives. If they hear us uh-huh. and they can feel our power, uh-huh. I feel like they would be able to know that we are awesome. Uh-huh. But then the best way for them to know that we're awesome uh-huh. is if they listen to us and they hear us and they're like, dang, I want to be able to connect. How do I connect with them? Uh-huh. Just hand us a Pepsi. Well, hand us a Pepsi, and that's how we know you're cool. Well, I didn't really drink Pepsi before. I mean, a nice segue, I guess, but mm-hmm. I didn't drink Pepsi before that trash ad. Um, refreshing. It's not refreshing. No, it's good. It's depressing. It's pretty nasty. Um, We, really quickly, I'm sure you guys have seen that trash ad that's mm-hmm. been pulled. With which one is it? Kendall? Kendall Jenner. Right. One of the Jenner Kardashian right. uh, succubi. Squad. Yeah, squad. Word. Um, it's, I saw it in pieces. So I saw like one piece of it and it was kind of like a brief one. And then I saw the longer one. The long form commercial is so much worse. It gets progressively worse. Like <laughs> so worse. I felt, so as, I felt like. You know, I'm like, oh, well, maybe if they have more time to share the narrative or something, mm-hmm. they'll be able to round this out and make this less trash. No, it's it's pretty, it's trash. pretty trash. So, like, the long-form commercial, I believe, is about a minute and a half, almost two minutes long, mm-hmm. right? Maybe mm-hmm. almost three. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen this ad, um, it's pretty much blown up social media for a while. Right. And basically what it is, it's... This supposed protest or demonstration, or it looked like a freaking street fair. It looked like a straight up. It looked like Harlem Week, except instead of black people, it was just like 
all the races and cultures and genders and sexes and stuff yeah, combined because we're, we're trying to be, you know, we're trying to teach and reach everyone. So the long form, it concentrates on three individuals that are pretty prominent in a commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the main one is Kendall. We'll get to her. Right. Um, there's this um, celloist. Cellist. Cellist? Mm-hmm. There's this cellist. And he's kind of... I assume it was the cello. It could be a bass. It could be a bass. I don't know how big It could be a standing they, bass. Right. I'm not sure. But whatever. But either way, a um, string, kind a of like musician. a, um, you know, kind of a Asian looking kind of um, cellist, male guy, mm. dude, cellist. And he's playing his cello and he's in his um, studio apartment with his poor ass brick, exposed, exposed brick. brick. Studio apartment, which I'm sure if he lives in New York, costs like $8 million. Right. So he's mad rich. Right. But he's playing his cello or his bass or what have you. And mm-hmm. he's just like, man, I love, I'm really into my music. And all of a sudden, he walks he walks out to his balcony that overlooks the street. Yeah, where is it supposed it, to take like, place? The framing of this commercial is so weird because this demonstration's happening or whatever, this protest. Like, these people are marching. It's a sea of people. These people are marching and they have there all these... There were no signs, right? No, there were plenty of signs. Okay, oh, oh no, you're... Oh, you're right. There were signs. The signs were all, like, peace and randomly written phrases in different languages and join the conversation. Yeah, just really nondescript. Like we don't know what they're protesting, we don't know what they're what they're fighting for, but everything's in Pepsi blue. Right. And so everybody's smiling. Everyone's so happy and like funky and we're young hip millennials and we're all beautiful and and sexy and we're making out at this protest. Right. I I <laughs> Okay, so I have full disclosure, I've not been to a protest. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen televised nobody's smiling it's not like it's not a happy time you're protesting an injustice i've been to a um rally like Mm. a union rally Mm -hmm. for my job Mm -hmm. i've done that and it's maybe it's not the same as a like protest of injustice right but it's it's not a protest but it's you know it's a protest nonetheless and it's not fun right not to say that you don't feel like fulfilled or you don't feel a sense of like you know belonging or a sense of you know empowerment but so people aren't just making out people aren't just making out randomly okay people aren't just sharing pepsis with each other and joining random conversations i don't know it seemed like coachella mixed with like a it was like a a freaking rave i'm just thinking like the brooklyn day parade which is brooklyn queens parade whatever i sound mad old but yeah i don't even know what that is yeah and because oh you would oh i'm from the bronx but i don't know what any of that means you wouldn't even know what's any of that the first thursday this is sidebar um, the first Thursday of every month, um, school's closed. Oh, excuse me. First Thursday in June. I was about to say every month. Sorry, my bad. First Thursday in June, school is closed. So it started out as Brooklyn Day, where it was like a celebration of Brooklyn people. Then it became Brooklyn Queens Day. Why? Well, I don't know. King and Queensboro. I couldn't tell you. See, I, I just had a whole day to just not do shit? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what happened when it was just Brooklyn Day. Grandma told me about that, but when I was... um. When it was Brooklyn Queens Day, I think I was actually born on Brooklyn Queens Day. Okay. I was born on a Thursday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Whatevs. Um, and like there'd be like at the church there'd be a parade, but like the the Jackie Robinson Center, the Boys and Girls Center, like they would all be marching and mm. like playing drums. It was like a big thing. Nah, I didn't so, hear about Brooklyn Queens Day till I went to high school in Brooklyn. Right, and, and you then had they the were day like, off. Oh, we have a day off. I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Queens Day. Yeah. What does that mean? There's a day off of school. That's all I, I'm like, I would have I, to do my Googles. I really don't know what the purpose of it is. But customs. looking at it, it was like people parading in the streets happily. Yeah. 
made me think of Brooklyn Queens Day. Yeah, this ad. That's a very specific New York reference. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's super. Sorry about that. Super meta. Um, but then the Coachella with people making out. Yeah, and like know. everyone is so happy and everyone is like all hip. There's no like no one no one is wearing any like you know gas masks or anything to protect themselves from no, potential tear gas just that usually drops at protests at times or whatever. Oh, look, They're all just chilling. They're yeah. all just chilling in their Forever Twenty One outfits. Yes. And their, you know American Apparel chic. Or Urban outfitter. You. Urban outfitter chic yeah. or whatever. So. Then you go to um this photographer who we pan out and it's a Muslim woman. Yeah. But she's hip because she has a nose ring. Right. And she's taking pictures or whatever and she can't, her art is just not satisfying her. Yeah. She's angry and she none of these shots matter. Right. And then she finally walks out to, again, sees this. Does she convers- also have a balcony? No, no. She just walks straight out. No, no, because she, she like, sees them first, grabs her camera, and then and goes like, out. And she's like, I need to take pictures of this stuff or whatever, which I know people who do that. Yeah, me but too. It's, but again, it's not like a happy rally. No. It's people who are in pain, mm-hmm. and they're trying to express their pain to people who don't recognize their pain. Right. That's what protests are. That's what right. these things are. Right. So then finally we cut to Kendall Jenner being a model which she is yeah and she's be you know taking her pictures and stuff and then in the doorway in the doorway of, of a, like of some establishment some mind you edifice. this protest is still happening right next door right it's not like she wasn't aware of it like they they chose this location right and these people are walking by her all of a sudden we see the cool asian cellos hipster cellos, yeah. kid and he kind of like looks at her and is like join the conversation without saying it yeah he kind of eye screwed her and yeah, then said, he co- Come he on. He totally undressed her with and his eyes. And she was like, Yeah. But then she like rips off. She had a blonde wig. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. She tears it off. And the only black woman in the whole commercial gets this blonde wig thrown in Shoved her face. Her. And my question is blondes can't protest? I don't know why she. Why was this like. She had to like wipe her makeup but off. But she didn't with, wipe like, off her, her lipstick her, very well. With like her she hand. She did like one cursory brush over and like i didn't understand the point of that it was like oh this is the real right. i gotta get real i can't i gotta take off my privilege but you to go still see have these people. three or four layers of this lip i don't know it was just like smudged i don't it know was so weird so then they're all again walking to this protest they're they're walking down the street all yeah. of a sudden there's a line of police blocking their their path yeah at like the end of the road or whatever right yeah and like Everyone is just kind of just... But not in riot gear. Not no, in SWAT gear. Just like, gear. you know, They're regular... they just kind of just lined up, just chilling. Like, all right, you shall not pass or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, everyone is kind of just like... You see people doing backflips. Yeah, that's what I'm locking. saying. It's like... Like, there's a dude with braids just like going in, like straight up hitting him and all that. I don't understand. And then like, all of a sudden, Kendall, who wasn't a part of the conversation in the beginning. Right. I'm just going to call this protest the conversation. Yeah. Because we were never directed to what the conversation... conversation we want to have right what topic are we discussing right. where we what do we want to talk about we're right. just joining a, a random conversation and no one ever says anything actually no, I'm there's no about it. There's, there's no, no dialogue whatsoever right so kendall decides you know what i'm a rich ass white girl i'm gonna walk to the front of this line and, and for whatever reason like okay we know this isn't a real protest mm-hmm. because there was just like a cooler, like a standing cooler of ice, just Pepsi on Pepsi ice. Pepsi on ice. And there was like different like, varieties, different varieties of it. And I, I mean, I understand planning ahead, but mm. I don't see any protesters. No one is bringing Pepsi to a protest. You're bringing bottled water. 
Right, but... And, like, milk to protect yourself from the tear gas that, that could happen. Yes, there's that. But I'm just thinking of it, like, from a practical standpoint. Did you guys know the cops were going to be here? And when you set up, were you like, hey, Word, could you guys we watch... We set up shop here. Could you guys watch this Pepsi while we make a, a, a lap around the park? I don't even understand. We're trying to find people to join the conversation. Right, time. and how long were y'all walking? Because that's a big old... There's a lot of ice yeah, in that tall cooler. Like, so, someone, did someone go on an ice run? That's my life. Don't forget to grab the ice and the variety of Pepsi <laughs> and from we Costco. And all kinds of Pepsi. Right, so... But no Coke. But no Pepsi. Coke. No, uh, no, like Jordan said, no, like you said, no water, no nothing, just Pepsi. So anyway, um, uh, Kendall, right? Yeah, Kendall. I, I don't know, I keep wanting to call her Kylie. Kendall. Kendall, the one black guy in the commercial, she daps him. Yeah, she works. She, she picks up the, she pips up the ice cold Pepsi. Right. Logo out. Yeah. Facing the camera. Yeah. And then she walks up to the black guy who was popping and locking earlier. Yeah. And daps, daps him. him. And then she keeps walking to the front. And like everyone is just like looking at her with like smiling faces. Yeah. Like, oh man, she's so awesome. She's so brave. No one looks concerned for her safety. No one is like, hey, Kendall, that's not a good idea. Right. That might antagonize a, right. a riot. So then she walks up to the hippest looking cop there. And hands him this Pepsi, and then like there was like this like um, uplifting upbeat music playing. Yeah. All of a sudden, the music just stops. It was like a record scratch almost. Right. Like the music cuts when she hands him the Pepsi, and then he takes it, and then you hear, you hear the him open it of the can. When he pops a tab, yeah. And then he sips it, and it's delicious. And he nods to his and friend. And he smiles, and he's like, "Dang, this is a good ass Pepsi." Right. And then everyone cheers, and Kendall Jenner has saved society, apparently. I don't... So, I'm... so I watched this ad, whatever, when it came out, like, when everyone was kind of like, what is this? And I go on Twitter, and I see it, and I'm just watching it, just like, what am I supposed to feel? Like, I get what they were trying to do. Like, Pepsi were trying... They were One, they were just trying to... Join the conversation. Join the conversation. They were trying to capitalize on, like, you know, what's... Like I could imagine that that ad room, right? Mm-hmm. Of how are we going to to get this um campaign? What is this campaign about? Okay, what's hot right now? Protests, resistance. What do we need at protests? Refreshments. But you don't. But we have to have Pepsi there. Okay, but how are we going to resolve this? What if Kendall gives the Pepsi to the cop, and he drinks it, and he likes it? And he decides, I'm not going to start, I'm going to stop killing unarmed civilians now. Or, you know, like, it just, it just, I'm t- it was I, so much. I guess I'm confused because I don't know whose um, issue they were trying to co-opt. Right. Like, was it conservative values? Was it liberal values? Was it, black, was it Pepsi Lives Matter? Right, like, like. Was it join the Pepsistance? Right. I was feel- it nevertheless she persisted? Pepsisted. Right. I don't know. I feel like I would have respected it more or at least know where they stood if they had made an actual, like if they had used an actual slogan. Right. As opposed to join the conversation. Just just blank, blank paint by the numbers. Yeah. And then, phrases. and then even if they didn't want to do that, if they had at least had a hashtag that said something that people could maybe go direct and, me to what you're trying to tell me. Right. I just feel like you're selling me a dream here. Right. A like, dream that. The Pepsi point of, will sorry. save my my life. Mm-hmm. I should just give cops Pepsi. Like the point of <sighs> like a political ad, right? Is 
you're going to comment on whatever this polit whatever political thing you're trying to talk about. But you, if you don't want to take a stance, you're going to do what Pepsi did, which is just be va- as vague as possible. Yeah, but, but at least you're going involved. to say something. So like. For example, Budweiser, right? Uh-huh. They put out that ad for the Super Bowl of like, right. you know, like immigrants built this country. Yes. Immigrants did this. Immigrants did that. Right. We are like, they took a, a stance stand. on an issue that people have um commentary on. Yes. And it wasn't like an overt like condemnation of people who they didn't agree with. No. But they were just like, look, if you want, you know, and we and it wasn't even about drink Budweiser and no. you'll be included. It was just like, look, we recognize Let's keep things in perspective. This here. is yeah. this is life. We recognize what life is, and we're just trying to let you know how we feel. That was like a tasteful ad. I have no you know? issues with that. There's ad. nothing. There was nothing wrong with that ad, but this Pepsi thing was so tone deaf. It was. It, it was middle of the road. I think you're right because they, uh, Pepsi didn't take a stand one way or the no- another. Like Ben and Jerry's to Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. right? Right. They. Pepsi did not want to anger either of its like. They I guess, were trying to. They were trying to please everybody, and you pleased nobody. Yeah, no one liked it. You guys wasted however much money you wasted on that ad because they had to kill that ad. And I bet you thought that was going to be your summer ad, and it, that yeah, is that was that dead. was a big like baseball yeah. kind of ad. That so best of luck and coming like, up with a better so ad. So like, my thing is that. You know, I was having discussions with people who, you know, they didn't have an issue with that or whatever. And that's fine. If you didn't have an issue with it, that's cool. You yeah. know, that, you know, they, it worked. Yeah. But for me, what my issue with the whole ad was, it didn't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was just kind of just taking all of the stereotypes of what um people think of protests mm-hmm. on both sides, whether mm-hmm. you are for or against them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, who are protesting? These young, stupid hip millennials. Right. So These let's get all people. of the young hip millennials. Let's, oh, but we want to talk about equality. So let's make sure we include some gay people. Yeah. Let's make sure we include some Muslims. Make sure we include some, you know, like all this multicultural, right. you know, background or right. whatever. To, you know, this is how we're going to recognize this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but what's the other point of contention? Police. Let's make them friendly by yes. drinking by drinking Pepsi. And I'm not saying that that's not a thing or whatever. No, no, no I'm just but thinking. It's, it's just like-, like all of the things that they did in this commercial could have been improved with just slight tweaks, right? So whatever your conversation you want us to join, tell me what it is. Right. We can't have a conversation if we don't know what we're talking about. Like, even if they had ended the ad and done, like, you know, the black screen with the white writing, like Pepsi feels, da 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 Something. Like, you know, we, we believe in equality for all people or any, anything. Right. Anything, I don't know. Like, you felt that that ad was enough to stand on its own and make a, a mark or, mm-hmm. or move people or make people more inclined to buy Pepsi. But I can tell you right now, I wasn't a Pepsi drinker to begin with, and I'm not buying it Pepsi for my protest. I have a Pepsi. So then, then, so my thing was, was, my whole thing about the commercial was it didn't like everyone was trying to get at um it was the fact that it was Kendall Jenner. Uh, I don't I couldn't care. care less who I don't it care was. who it was. I couldn't care less who it was. My issue with with Kendall mm. in that position was that it kind of makes um it pokes holes in um Aisha Graham I believe her name was who protested at Baton Rouge after uh. um after killing whose name I can't remember because no. there's so many yeah. but she um walked up to a police line it yeah. was arrested immediately right because but and she it, had nothing in her hands nothing in her hands unarmed but they rushed her and the photo that was taken mm-hmm. was of her kind of like looking like oh i'm you know 
I'm resisting, whatever. Like, it was like a very powerful photo. Yeah. And now it's, I guess, where they wanted to position the photographer in the commercial. But of, that just feels like she a took little... the commercial, she took the snapshot at the right time where she hands off the Pepsi and Kendall Jenner's songs were a piece. But or that's whatever. a lot of buildup. Like, I understand, or I can, I can imagine, like, okay, this is the shot that we want. How can we build to this? But mm-hmm. that's such a powerful shot to try to mimic. And all that BS that led up to that yeah. does not even it does did, not do it, it justice. Do it justice. So And then you also have um like oh the moment that the commercial reaches its crescendo is uh-huh. when kind was when Kendall gives the Pepsi to the cop. Right. And he drinks it and he enjoys it. Right. So it's like so is the protest over? Right. Like what what do is we accomplish here? Over? Right. What do we accomplish here? Because nobody drew on her. Nobody drew on and her. And I just feel like if any protester walked up to a cop, at least somebody would draw on something. Or right. at least because, like, you have, you Hover know, like, the, the, the Free Hugs Project people uh-huh, whatever, who, uh-huh. like, they want to give hugs to the cops and try to promote, you know, peace and unity and all that. And that's great. Right. But you're also going to have people who are just innately apprehensive to that. Right. Like, no one's, no one has a, um, just, like, I love everyone. No. Personalities. It's just people you just. Don't rock with. Don't rock with. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And so, for me. When that ad decided that, oh, she was going to get the Pepsi and he drinks it and enjoys it. And that's when we all celebrate. My thing is, you could have had her give the Pepsi to the cop. Mm -hmm. He drinks it. And he decides to, quote unquote, join the conversation. And he not necessarily turns on the cops, but he joins with this demonstration or whatever it is. That would have been more powerful. That would have been a little bit more powerful. Something. At least you would have said something here. Because what battle did we win? Did he like Coke? Oh, man, we converted him from Fanta. Right, that wasn't made clear to me. Right, we didn't get it. So everyone kind of like rocking with, um, everyone was kind of like, oh, Kendall Jenner shouldn't have signed on or whatever. I'm like, yo, look, she's getting a paycheck. I'm not mad at her for that. But, you know, it's already going to be problematic with her because that family has benefited so much on the backs of black people without necessarily recognizing our struggles and understanding them. That using her as a spokesperson for this ad would have already been an issue. You yeah, but they used kind of, other, But no matter who they used, the it's still trash. It's still trash, but because they used her, it made it exponentially more trash. They could have used Jordan Peele. It would have been trash. It would have Alicia been trash. Keys. Trash. trash. Like, it's just a trash concept. Yeah. So, your concept, whack. Whack. Your ad, whack. whack. <laughs> your, the way that you handed over the cop, the Pepsi, whack. whack. Like just terrible, yeah, terrible, terrible. Just a zero out of zero on zero out of five, zero, zero out of a hundred, zero out of seven. Why seven? Five out of seven is a perfect score. Where? According to the internet. Five out of I'm not I'm not doing this. Yeah, that doesn't okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, so that's our thoughts on Pepsi. Word. So now we're kind of gonna pivot a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna go to something we actually love. Yes. Which is hip hop. Started out in the hop. Word. Sorry. Oh God. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm sorry. I don't know why you did that. Um. So. Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Is gearing up for his fourth album. Mm-hmm. Um. If you may or may not know, I am a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Mm-hmm. And the songs that he put out, The Heart Part Four, which was dope. Um, where everyone was kind of like, oh, he's getting that Drake. He's getting that. Eh. It mm-hmm. was a great song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then he puts out Humble, mm-hmm. which 
I'm in love with. I love the song. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with the video. Mm-hmm. And people's um, issue with the video kind of had to do with um, him using uh, different types of models in the video. Like, there was black models, but there was darker skin models kind of being fetishized sexually and mm-hmm. lighter skin models kind of being put in the forefront. Or also being fetishized. But they were all being fetishized either way. But everyone's kind of just, like, having their issues with um, what Kendrick did in the video and you know everyone agrees the song bangs but mm-hmm. the video was kind of just like what's happening mm-hmm. so with this now kendrick album was supposed to come out friday or mm-hmm. everyone thought it was friday mm-hmm. but nah just a pre-order it's mm-hmm. coming out next week mm-hmm. so i'll be refreshing my spotify mm-hmm. until it comes out but until then um you and i kind of had a discussion earlier which we wanted to kind of put on wax haha <laughs> about um how we feel about hip-hop being, you know, growing up now and being a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily talking about what hip-hop is today. We've had that conversation. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not for us. It's all right, whatever. Right. Move on. But we're specifically talking about the hip-hop that we grew up with. Right. So, like, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, that's kind of like our coming of age of hip-hop. And wanted you to... Yeah, so I don't listen to Kendrick. I have nothing against him necessarily. I've just never gotten into him. I recently listened to, not recently, maybe like the last year, I listened to a lot of J. Cole stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I just could do without any of them. So I think the issue for me is um, Kendrick and J. Cole specifically are kind of touted as the woke the wokest of woke artists. Mm -hmm. But when I sit and listen to what they're saying, it sounds like the same thing that I've been listening to all my life, just with, you know, different production kind of thing. And, um, I, I found, I found my iPod classic, um, from 2006. And I was listening to like a lot of old Jay-Z because I used to be obsessed with Jay-Z as I think I've mentioned. And I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, Hmm, this is problematic. And it's obviously always been problematic, but I never saw it that way. So I can kind of justify listening to Jay-Z because I know it's problematic and it's like the devil that you know. But I don't listen to these younger artists because I'm like, I already have my problematic artists. I don't need new problematic artists. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it sucks um, as a woman, especially a woman of color, listening to hip hop because... In one breath, you're being degraded and called all kinds of bitches and hoes and this and that. But in the next breath, I'm like, wow, that was a really ill metaphor. Or (laughs) his flow is really dope. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I have to be like double-minded about it. Like, I understand what I'm listening to is detrimental, but it's also hot. Yeah. So, um... I, but I do I do consume much less hip hop than I used to, just because I can't. Like I I'm having more and more trouble I guess justifying it to myself, um, and making it okay and and consuming it and and not being giving myself the side eye, which hurts because like I do love hip hop and it is our music and it is like, you know I love I love great production. I'm I love trap beats. Mm-hmm. I don't like trap music. I don't know what they're saying, honestly. Right. Um, but I love trap beats and production and stuff like that. But, like, nobody's woke. 
and maybe there's varying degrees of woke and these artists are still pretty young so maybe they could become more conscious or what have you as they get older but even like your Talib Kweli's and most Defs have misogyny in their lyrics like it feels like that's kind of like the the core of hip-hop i don't think it was always this way Mm -hmm. and that's what's so bothersome it's like i don't know when the transition happened i don't know what shifted but um as a woman who is like a former hip-hop head it's really 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 difficult to justify the shit that y'all saying about us and still bang it and knock it and really want to advocate for it so that's where i am um with today with hip-hop in general but specifically today's hip-hop mm-hmm. like i said i mean these artists can do their thing and and more power to you i guess being successful and this and that but um i and i think about it like what i'm listening to now and then what my sister might listen to and then what i want my kids listening to like i don't even know if i want them listening to this because it's it's not not that it's not good but it's not positive mm-hmm. and i'm not saying it needs to be like kids bop or whatever and it needs to be realistic but we need to also be honest in what we're talking about and what our messages are yes there are you know women out there who may be trash or whatever the hell but i'm i'm not in any position to judge anybody and a lot of these men who are bumping this music aren't in any position to judge these women so a lot of like when i was younger i'd be like oh well you know they're saying like money cash hoes, I used to say money cash clothes because I'm like, I'm not going to say money cash hoes. That's ridiculous, right? Money cash clothes. clothes money, money cash. Clothes. What? Yeah, that was a personal remix that I did. X and my dryer's on. <laughs> Shut up. So that was my personal remix, right? Mm-hmm. But even when they would talk cash about women, I'm like, we're well, not talking about me. They're talking about, you know, those women, quote unquote. But they're talking about women, right. period. You know, I'm not going to sit here and make a distinction between the types of women that exist. Women are women and we all deserve to be respected regardless of what our profession is or how we conduct ourselves in this, that, and the third. And I don't think that hip-hop is conducive of that. It's like perpetuating the virgin whore um, dichotomy. And I can't subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's really it's very difficult for me to to want to consume hip-hop, to want to listen to it, knowing that they're talking crap about, maybe not me specifically, but they're talking crap about my sisters, and I don't appreciate it. Word. So. So, for me, my feeling about that mm-hmm. um, is when you had that conversation, mm-hmm. um, and I was always kind of aware mm-hmm. of, like, where how male artists position females, mm-hmm. women, sorry, mm-hmm. and how... Um, female artists position themselves, mm-hmm. right? So you have um your Jay Zs and your Busta Rhymeses and your whomevers, mm-hmm. kind of just like there's a weird double speak mm-hmm. that they kind of employ to say, like you said, money cash hoes, but we're not talking about all women. We're just talking about hoes right. specifically. Right? Do you think you're a hoe? Right. If you don't think you're a hoe, then we're not talking about you. Right. If it don't apply, let it. If it don't apply, let it fly. Kind right. of mentality, right? So it's. It's hard to separate that kind of like double speak mm-hmm. where you don't know if they're talking about everyone or a specific person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I wasn't always aware of hip hop's misogyny until I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of gravitated towards like the less popular anyway. Mm-hmm. So I always found that popular rappers tend to skew towards directions I'm not familiar with or mm-hmm. really can care less about like um I'm not about drug rap, I'm mm-hmm. not about gangster rap, I'm not about 
you know, I'm banging out chicks rap. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of just like, I just want a nice beat to listen to and some smooth mel- lyrics and mm-hmm. things I can relate to. So I always kind of gravitated towards the most deaths and the Talibs and Rockets Records and those kind of people. So for me, I was more about just like the actual lyrical skill of mm-hmm. people. And if your lyrics had kind of like that crazy, like problematic language, I never cared for it. Mm-hmm. Like that was just me. So getting now where those kind of artists that I like are becoming a little bit more scarce, mm-hmm. um, I find myself kind of just like, okay, well, what what can I find now that's hot? And for me, that was Kendrick. And to a lesser extent, J. Cole. I'm not a biggest J. Cole fan. He's all right. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of listen to their stuff and I hear that, like, when people, like, give the distinction of, like, a J. Cole or a Drake as um, they make music for women who don't like hip-hop. And the idea is that their songs are non-conventional and they're not, like, necessarily degrading women overtly. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm like... Every Drake song I've heard, he's kind of degrading women right. in his own way. And J. Cole is, too. He's not necessarily calling out bitches, hoes, and sluts, and tricks. Right. Some of them actually are. Some right. songs do, right. but not all of them. And that's where they go, oh, that's not all of them. Maybe some of them, but for me, it's... So all it's, songs matter? Like, what are we right. talking about right now? I don't know right what now. you're saying. Right. right. So it's difficult for me to... Um, Love hip-hop in the state that it's currently in mm-hmm. because it's definitely just all about the beat and not about the lyrics at all. Mm-hmm. So it's, so when a Kendrick Lamar comes out, who is all about the lyrics mm-hmm. and still has hot-ass production, mm-hmm. I'm like, sign me up. Exactly. I want eight of those. Right. So that's kind of where, where I am with, like, I'm always looking for something new. Mm-hmm. And when something new happens, you kind of fall into it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I know that for me, I can kind of, like, a la carte certain people mm-hmm. like i prefer songs as opposed to just like standing for artists right um so i'll like an artist song because i like the song mm-hmm. not necessarily because i like the artist like i listen to drake and i couldn't care less about him as a performer right but he has certain songs i like right so i'll bump those songs mm-hmm. and for me it's easier for me to, to just take hip-hop in that way as opposed to every jay-z album that comes out i must have it i couldn't that was give me a damn. I couldn't that was me. That was me with music, period. Because mm-hmm. also, I used to make music, so I was very much in it. You right. know, like in the culture and loving it. And and now that I'm not in it anymore, I'm just like, what? What the hell is going What's on happening? here? You know. Yeah. And like I said, I don't want to get into the today in in my day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been trash music when I was younger. There's trash music now. There's good artists. Like good artists will always rise to the top, regardless. Yeah. Um, and they'll have, even if it's not, like, uh, uh, immediately, they'll have longevity. Right. So all the people that are randomly popping up with, like, one-hit wonders and stuff, that's fine. But it's people who have the longevity, I think, that we really need to think about. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm still reconciling it. I still, you know, if Hard Knock Life comes on, I'm, a, you know, you whip around rubbing your hips mm. and whatnot. You know, like, <laughs> make all kinds of edits and stuff. Like, and I was doing that when I was young, not realizing, like, well, maybe you don't want to say that because that's a trash line and that's mm. really super degrading. Right. But um, I think the other part of it for me is not just the music, but, like, the visuals. Mm-hmm. There's obviously, so obviously we live in a misogynist society, right? Yep, yep. So that's going to filter into the music. But the other part of it, it's like it's now massage noir because in the videos, 
it's only or even sometimes in the lyrics it's only either light-skinned girls or mixed girls or things mm. like that like they don't want black girls they don't you you need to be mixed with something you can't be all black right or you know always um fetishizing exotic quote-unquote women so mm. women from other places or she got slanted eyes she got right. curly hair like things yeah. like that like yes women like that exist and i understand that there's you know women we we run the gamut or whatever but there's beautiful black women Mm-hmm. I think we're gorgeous. And the fact that we're not, quote unquote, enough for the men that we're supporting, because I feel like you can say that, oh, Drake makes music for women who don't like hip hop. But I feel like a lot more women support hip hop artists than men do. Maybe not the super hardcore, like, I'm going to kill you with the bat, bat, you know, that kind of well, thing. women do consume, like, actually buy hip hop more than we would. Right. Absolutely. And then we go to concerts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for you to say that you know, we don't understand your vision or we're not listening or we don't get it. First of all, that's trying to play us because we're not stupid and nothing you're saying is like rocket science. You know what I mean? I can figure it out. And the other part of it is like, why why wouldn't you want to be with a woman or why don't you glorify women who look like you, who look like the people that who gave birth to you, who look like your sisters and your aunts and your cousins, stuff like that. So it's like, you're being super sexist about women in general, mm-hmm. and then you're being wild disrespectful to black women to add insult to injury. Yeah. So it's like, what am I doing here? Like, it's like I'm drinking bleach. Like, but it tastes so good. Bleach mm-hmm. is so delicious. Yeah. I love bleach on the rocks. Like, you got to think about it. Like, what is this really doing? And then for women who maybe don't have direction or guidance or a lot of like self-esteem or whatever you're internalizing a lot of this crap you know you need to be a bad chick or whatever not or i need to to have um i need to have love and hip-hop culture i'm not even i don't even i can't kind of what perpetuates that right so uh, once again i will probably always like have a love of Mm hip-hop but what i think i described it to you as is like it's, it's an abusive relationship like I know that hip hop doesn't love me. I know that it, you know, it's gonna tear me down and try to to hurt me whenever it can because it it's hot and it's what people want. But mm-hmm. I I can't leave. Yeah. I want to leave. Like I feel like my my bags are packed. But then I'm like, oh, that song is so hot. All right, mm-hmm. I'll stay. Yeah. I'll stay for one more song. You know, you just that, be playing. I know. I, right. Come on, hip hop. I know you mm-hmm. love me. Right. So yeah, that's kind of the thing. I feel like it's a it's a it's an abusive relationship where I know that this isn't good for me, but I I am not able to leave yet. Word. No. So. So. Staying on the theme of hip hop. Exactly. Now, we are going to talk about one of our favorite shows. Yeah, it's a dope show. It's amazing. And uh, the second part of the show dropped on Friday. Right. This past Friday. Right. The Get Down. So this would be the time if you haven't watched either part one or part two to turn this off. Yeah. So we love you. And if you have to go, we're about to get into some heavy spoilery. Right. So, again, we love you. And thanks for listening to come back. You're we're giving you this moment right now. Yeah. We're going to talk about the get down. Yes. We're going to get into some spoilers. Yes. About the whole series. Yes. Not just about the stuff you've seen from part one. Right. Part two happened and we binged it in a day. Right. So if. You haven't seen it. This is your moment right now to leave. Right. And go. I should leave. But they're so cool. Oh. Okay. All right, done. So they're gone. 
All right, guys. So if you have watched The Get Down Part 2, mm-hmm. we just watched it um, as soon as it came out Friday. Mm-hmm. We were just hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Um, part 2 wasn't as good as Part 1, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's five episodes. It's five episodes. Um, part 1 was seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that Part 2 kind of had... You could kind of tell... I don't know if it was all done in one... Like, if they filmed everything in one series, mm. or if they did break down into part one and part two, mm-hmm. but... Um, I can't tell. I don't know. Can't tell. But... But that's good. That is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It means, you know... One, Boz Lerman's insane. Okay. We, we, he's the... I think he's the creator of the show? Or, like, or the the, one of the main directors of the okay. show. And he's insane. So, he's a stickler for everything aesthetically looking a certain way mm. all the time. So, if they did film part one... In like 2015 yeah. and part two in like 2016, mm-hmm. he's going to make sure that they look exactly the same. Right. That they're not like going to have any vast differences. Right, right, right. right. So I think the only difference that we noticed, I can't remember if Shalom Fantastic had that goatee the whole he time. He did not because I would have commented on it because he looks like a grown ass man That goatee now. came out of nowhere yeah. and it threw me off. But that's I was just... I like, whose daddy is this? Word. But yeah. that's just one little minor thing. Right. But anyway... um. I think that part two was a little bit less on the production side because they did more animated things. Right, like the comic book part. Like, like they definitely were like, Dizzy is narrating the story. Yeah. And he wasn't necessarily in every of the, all of the scenes no, that all of the other crew were. So right. I don't think that he may not have been available for the full shoot. Right, right. But he was definitely like around in cartoon form. Right. So um, it's okay. So we're going to just break down our thoughts, right? Yeah. Um. I'm going to start at the end, kind of. Word. Um, well, actually, no, I'll say this. I enjoyed, like, I love movies with music in them. Yeah. Or or, or things with music in them. Musicals. I love musicals. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of Sister Act 2, and I'm just like. It's, I love films with motion. Shut up. <laughs> I was thinking Sister Act 2, and I'm just like, all oh, the music, it's mm-hmm. a musical, that's why. So, yeah. there was a lot more not not necessarily more music, but there was more of the um what are they the Get Down Brothers right which I there was more they hip-hop. were performing a lot they were more. performing a lot I'm like me right. I like that because a lot part one was about their formation right and what they perceived hip hop as being which yeah. they kept calling the Get Down the Get Down yeah as opposed to hip hop because hip hop didn't have a name yet yeah 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 and then I don't think they called it hip hop at the end of this they, just they kept never called it, it the hip hop they kept calling it the Get Down yeah. the Get Down part or the Get Down yeah 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 or people who didn't like it they call it that hippity hippity yeah hippity, they always hoppy. make fun of it so it was never actually called hip hop like how The Walking Dead they're never called zombies right right they're right called everything else but right so um so what I was saying. Um, I do like I like musicals. I like that we saw a lot um the get down brothers performing more. I appreciated that. Um mm. I also think that I if it came back I would watch it, but I think it was fine the way it ended. It shouldn't I don't want it to come back because I think that it would kind of spoil a little bit more. I don't think it would spoil necessarily, but I think that there was a story to be told about a specific point in time mm-hmm. and they've told the story they told the story i don't think anything was missing i don't mm-hmm. like obviously i would have to go back and like if i want to be a stickler cross-reference the song like what year did this come out and blah 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 but mm-hmm. apart from that like i think the story was told really well i think we got all the development out of the characters there were consequences for all of the characters right um i really really enjoyed it the only thing maybe that i would want to see if it came back is present day 
I to see, see how where, he became. How this all happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is it. And if they did that, I would like I said, I would I would support it either way, just because all of those actors of color, it's amazing. Um, like for me, mm-hmm. the only issue I had with how the show ended was that I needed more resolution. Like the show was about the beginning of hip hop. Right. So that's where they ended it. They ended yeah. it with they these you know the Bronx created hip hop yeah. these these you know different crews from different areas created hip hop yeah and the first hip hop record was produced by the Sugar Hill Gang in yeah. 1979 yeah. it was blah done right but we didn't but we were following specifically um, these books and these yeah. characters the Get Down Brothers so them kind of just like I don't know if the show's coming back or not. I don't either. But them kind of being left out like the way that they left it, mm-hmm. the way they left it, it's like I have so many more questions about these people specifically and not about hip hop. We know what hip hop becomes. Yeah. But I want to know what happens to what these journeys. fictional characters. Right. What's their journey? Right. And that's why if it does come back, I would definitely support it because they've built a great foundation. Mm-hmm. Let's see more. It's an amazing universe that they created. Exactly. There. I really agree. I'm very big on shows that do great world building. Mm-hmm. And this show created the Bronx like in the image that I I was in love. Mm-hmm. I was in love. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Bronx. Yes. I love the Bronx. Yes. I love where I'm from. And they made sure that the Bronx was like a very, like the Bronx was a character. It wasn't yeah. necessarily like this is where it takes place. It's like, no, we... Like, they broke down the neighborhoods from, like, the crews that, that ran. That was cool. Or whatever. Because I didn't know about that. Right. That so, was like, really cool. So, like, you know, um, Cool Hork runs here. Yeah. Van Battle's here. Um, Flash is here or yeah. whatever. So, they made sure that you knew... Zulu Nation. The Zulu Nation and everything. Like, who's where and what they're doing. Right. And, like, it definitely got into, like, the lore of what the Bronx was in the 70s. Right. When hip-hop was still budding and, like, it was still in, like, you know community centers and basements and, yeah. and alleyways and stuff when hip-hop was just gritty and raw and just, like, new. Mm-hmm. And what I liked was that it closed some books, but it didn't close all of them. Mm. So, like, we'll get into spoilers now. Mm-hmm. So, um... What the, didn't it close for you? What the hell happened to Marlene? She went to, um... She went to L.A. and then did what? She was starring in that in the movie. And then what happened to her? Jordan, I don't know. That's because like ended. we keep we see present day books performing in. in it sounded in like NSG. she was singing with him. But they never like showed. They didn't her. say it explicitly. No. Like they showed like three a silhouette of three women. Right. We don't know if they were. I forget what their group name is. In my mind, they're the Milets, but that's not their name. The the church the church girls the gospel gang. The- <laughs> no, they weren't <laughs> any of that. The Soul Sisters, that's I think, a, yeah, right? That's what I said. The Gospel Gang. Yeah, the, the Soul Sisters. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My lead and the, the the Trinity Trio. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think. You know, uh, the the Soul Sisters. Yeah, I think the implication was that it's supposed to be the Soul Sisters because we didn't see Books's face at all either. Well, yeah, we weren't going to see Books's right, face, right? But you asked to see to know if it was them. I think you're supposed to know because you know their sound by now. I guess, but it's just for me. Like, there, I remember in part one, there was specifically a song where he was singing, where he was rapping about Mylene mm-hmm. and, like, how and he loved her. they broke up or something, right? And they, either they broke up or something. Maybe so, she like, died. Maybe the plane crashed. I assumed that she was going to die of, like, some crazy drug overdose because yeah. they get into some druggity to the drugs. Yeah, they did. In part two. Yeah. Where they were not in the part one. No, they were Part one was just weed. But, but to th- if you think about it, they were... 
in show business. They were in show business. So that's kind of what happens. I feel like it corrupts you. And, and it you also was kind of leading have... out of disco and leading right. towards the 80s crack the era. The crack era. Yeah, so they, were, that's they were definitely, definitely like, heading. drugs is where we at. Yeah. And like they were doing angel dust. Yeah. They were they were selling angel dust. Yeah. And like Marlene sniffed out some coke and, and then stuff. Quaaludes. And then did ludes. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, what is happening? But that to me, not that that makes sense, but like based off of where they were trying to position her, they mm-hmm. were trying to make her the next Donna Summer. Right. Or whatever. Um, the kind of clubs that she was in, I'm not even surprised. They probably yeah. like were printing That's money. That's just where that was. Exactly. Yeah. That's where that time was. So that mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me, right. unfortunately. So yeah, so I wanted to kind of just get more of an explicit like, and I guess, like you said, like them saying like, oh, these three sillas could be yeah. them. Yeah, it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to sound like them because it is them. So I don't know if it was like a reunion. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we don't know. That's why I'm like, if it comes back, I think we'll have more questions answered. Yeah, But absolutely. it could be also that situation where they're like, you're gonna have to fill in some of this yourself. True. What do you think? Use your imagination, kind and of. And that's thing. fair. So that's fair. I don't know because you know that obviously when when she's like we're going to LA tonight, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like all right, the relationship's done. Yeah, but the look that? on her face, he's like, you wait for me. I was like, I don't want to wait. And waiting. then she's saying that song. I'm like, ah, yeah, I wouldn't she, wait. She's out. And I then, wouldn't wait. And then he gets in the studio and bangs out that 16. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's yeah. what's up. But and he got to freaking, went to, got to Yale. He went into yeah. He got into a word. He did get to Yale. Yeah. That's kind of dope. Right. Um. Then we don't know, like, obviously what happens to Dizzy because he got arrested. No, Dizzy didn't get arrested. No, the, the his friend got arrested. Boo, Boo right? That's yeah. The, Boo got arrested. Yeah, I know. Boo got arrested. I know. His brother. Yeah. Well, not right. Dizzy's brother, yeah. Dizzy's brother, Boo, got arrested yeah. for, for selling dope in the club. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I think he had turned, arrested. yeah, and I don't know if he turned 16 that week, but they said he was about to turn he 16, turn meaning 16. he was going to be tried as an adult. As an adult, right. <sighs> so we don't crazy. know if he's, like, you know, done. Yeah. And then, uh, what happened to Shaolin? He went back with her because she threatened to he kill all of them. He went back with Annie. Them. You're right. He went back with Annie because he went to protect them yeah. by going back with her. That's what I'm saying, like, I don't know. I don't think it can come back. Mm. I feel like, um, like Catcher in the Rye, where mm. it started in the middle. That's how I always describe the book. I'm like, it started in the middle and it ended in the middle. Like, there was right. no, like, resolution per se. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is more authentic a tale. Right. Because it, it, there is no resolution. Like, and we all lived how we all got off the hood. We all, mm. like, that's not feasible that's not real only one of y'all is getting out the hood well right. two mylene got out mylene got and out. books and got books, out right you know do it their own way do right? their own ways mm-hmm. and 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 honestly based uh, their behavior warranted these reactions it's not like boo got picked up and it was like a mistake or whatever no boo was this, selling this dope, dude was and selling he was, dope and he asked to do it right yeah, so right. every action there's a consequence for right. it so shaolin while it sucks that he's in that position like he he's been selling dope he's been he's selling, been, he's, he put himself for there he knew that remember they they pushed the car in with the dead guy in the truck right. like they've been yeah. doing all kinds of stuff their hands are dirty mm-hmm. somebody has to pay for that yeah someone has otherwise to... it's not a realistic story you're right absolutely you're um right. and then the way that in like in the um, present day books yeah. or whatever, yeah. how he raps about Shaolin. Yeah. I'm like, when is he going to die? Who, Shaolin? Yeah. Like, because yeah. it, it kept, he, like, the the concerts kind of framed the story in a way where it kind of, like, he's telling the tale, but like not necessarily chorus. telling the tale. Yeah. Right. So. It offers you some exposition. You get exposition, nice but that. you're not sure what 
the context is in today's world. Well, right? yeah, it's it, it's exposition and it's also foreshadowing because you're like, okay, I know he's gonna die, or I know he and Mylene break up. When does that actually mm-hmm. happen? We are waiting for the shooters, the shoes to oh, drop. the shoe to drop. And yeah. sometimes they did, and sometimes they didn't. Right. So um, for mm-hmm. me, I also enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed uh, the um, Mylene's parents yeah. story. Yeah, that was cool. That was crazy. That was, that was cool because um, uh, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito, I believe his name. Who's that? He Papa plays Fuerte pa- or the other? Papa Fuerte is Alan, is Alan Alda Papa Fuerte. Alan Alda's Papa Fuerte. Um, oh, her dad? You mean the pastor? Her dad. The oh pastor. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was off the hook. Yeah. He was. I, I loved his character from the first moment I saw him because he's every Jesucristo we're preaching in a movie theater pastor that I've ever yeah, seen in the Yeah, but that Bronx. jumped up a but lot. His his arc, that arc, went all the way... I'm completely off the rails. Off the rails. So he gets, um, you know, like we, we find out that Mylene is actually uh, Papa Fuerte's daughter yeah. and not his. Yeah. And we all, everyone finds out at the same time. At the time. same time. So... He's already upset because Mylene is, is out here singing this devil music. She's straight up half covered, half covered up. Yeah, you know, just nips covered and and, yeah. and boom boom covered, and that's You're it. You're stupid. Yes. And then like she's in you know this this like wild gay club or whatever. Yeah. Performing behind freaking uh, Misty Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> Holloway opens for yeah, Mylene Cruz. Yeah, right. Oh, that was right? so good. That was so great. That was a great. That was a great casting. Yeah. So then, um, so then he like sneaks into the club. He's trying to save his daughter from damnation because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's super heavy into his religious. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, like they're going to but hell allegedly. Allegedly, like I feel like he's not really just because he was pushing. Like he, she was his. Uh, meal ticket. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I don't. Her. So I don't think he was heavy into religion. I think he was heavy into what could she do to further, quote unquote, the kingdom, but really to further my power. Because remember, he was if he was heavy into religion, he would still be involved in the small things. And remember, they were like, um, they had planned that potluck, mm-hmm. and he was blowing off the potluck to have a meeting have about, a meeting about the, No, 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 to have no. a meeting about the TV execs. Oh, right, right, right. Recording yeah. it. Right, so that's yeah. why I'm like, this is BS. He's not really about this. He's just no. finding a way to to use Mylene to further his platform. He's pretty much like like you know a aspiring mega pastor. As, that's exactly what he was. He's so that's par- why I didn't take him seriously. So no, so and not to say that he may not have believed because he did because he took his life because of it. But what it was what happened was I that, think he took his life because he couldn't get control of the people in his life. No, he lost no. So what I'm saying is that. Oh okay. He lost, obviously he lost control when, yeah, when yeah. his wife left him and she's like, look, I'm done. I'm not coming back home. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mylene's not yours. Yeah. Your brother is actually Mylene's um, father. father or whatever. Yeah. So he's already like, oh, Mylene's gone because yeah. she's doing drugs yeah. and, and performing in his Satan's playhouse or yeah. whatever he called it. Yeah. So he's already done. And then he, you know, hits the bottle because he's like, oh, snap. Yeah. My life's out of control. And he records his confession and then kills himself in the church that he was trying yeah, to build. Yeah, but if you listen to what he was saying, he was acting like he was sacrifice. He was acting like he was Jesus. Yeah, sacrificing his life for the sins of them. For the of sins them. of them. That's, like, and that's what I mean. Like he, if he was more selfish in this, he wouldn't have killed himself. No, he would have used no. all of this tragedy to further empower himself. No, I Why think not? no. I think that he had such a. I think he was selfish and had such a um, an overly inflated self sense of self mm. that he felt that he 
could sacrifice himself for the for his people for his people in his life. Okay. I don't think it was selfless at all. I think it was a selfish act. No, it because, was definitely a selfish act. I'm not yeah. saying it was selfless, yeah. but I mean that the way that he kind of put, he framed like even when he confessed, it was just like I'm the one who's supposed to be above all of this and I need to do something drastic to save these wretched souls or whatever. I guess. I don't know. He kind of fancies himself as a prophet. Yeah. If know. not the son of God himself. That's true. kind of how he was talking. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, he, he never admitted that he maybe had done anything wrong or that he no. had things yeah, to be apologetic for. He never had Like, a granted, yeah, you are supposed to pray for other people, but he was making it seem like these people are so ratchet. Like, he was acting wretched. like he was popping, he wasn't popping Marlene and, and his wife. That's, like hard body. That's what I'm saying. Like he was never apologetic for it. Yeah. And I think he just ended his life because he wasn't prepared to reconcile the terrible person or the terrible things that he had done, mm. and to to try to fix not to fix it but to like, what Recon- am I gonna do? Like, because think yeah. about it. If if and it there really was it would have been a a crazy fall from grace for him because yeah. Once it comes out that you beat your wife mm-hmm. and that and your you, wife and you stepped out daughter. on you and you beat your daughter. And your daughter. You lost your daughter to Hollywood. Right. You lost your daughter to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, in a practical sense, he couldn't have come back to that church and preached and, and about anything. And yeah. two, he wouldn't have been able to maintain the rent on that church. Yeah, Remember? That's true. Right. He right, took right. like a huge loan on amount. it. Yeah. And without Mylene, he was done. Yeah. So I think the way he um, justified it was basically, well, I have no choice because everything's out of control but to kill myself. But I think in a practical sense, he's like, what am I supposed to do? Nobody's going to listen to me. This church mm. is going to be done and they're going to come from my house or whatever. Right. So okay. that's what I think about him. But a great story arc nonetheless. I like that arc though. Mm-hmm. Um, the arc I didn't like, I didn't like. Um, Shallon's arc. Why? It just kind of it was inconsistent. What do you mean? So okay, Shallon Fantastic is wild. Um, like he's super selfish. We, we oh get yeah, that. we get that from the beginning. Yes, but then like he starts to kind of like warm up to books, and mm-hmm. you know, like he recognizes that you know books always have his back. Da da da. Cool. When he when his back's against the wall, when when he um you know he pulls the gun on on Fat Annie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, snap, I'm about to die because yeah. they they going to kill me, whatever. Okay. um, His actions just are just so, he's so erratic. So, like, well, for, yeah. I, I know, I guess that's, like, his character. Yeah. But it just, it just, for me, it was hard. He was pissing me off, honestly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was hard for me to want to root for him, but it was hard for me to root against him. But also, so, yes, I can understand. I rooted, I, he made me upset mm-hmm. because, like you said, he's selfish. But also, he's that crab in a barrel mentality. Like, he was was giving books so much grief mm. about wanting to go to Glory, Yale, yeah. about the internship, about Mylene. It's mm. like he never wanted him to be happy. Right. And he always made it seem like you guys couldn't do anything without me. Right. I'm the I reason mean. for this. But you also kind of have to... So the, the kind of position that he took, that's kind of hip-hop's roots was the DJ was the attraction. It wasn't the MCs. The MCs were just there to promote the DJ. And I understand that, but obviously Books has a way with words. Mm-hmm. Because even from the beginning when he was writing poems, remember he recited in class, yeah. he always has his notebook with him. Like Words are his thing. Yeah. So whether he's going to be writing a book or whether he's going to be making music, he's going to be fine either way. Mm-hmm. But he also is an intellectual, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I think Shaolin was jealous of him. 
jealous yeah. of the opportunities that he had. Mm-hmm. I think he loved him, which is why, you know, he was like willing to let Annie take him back and, and do whatever. Yeah, save him. Right. Whatever. But I think ultimately he kept sabotaging him. Right. Like when, when he, he went down to the, the, the club, I was like, You yeah. idiot, why are you here? Yeah. Pull and the he, gun out on the white boy. Yeah, yeah, and and my thing is like your point about him being erratic. Yeah, he's erratic and he's a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. And that's why I couldn't root for him. Yeah. Like I think but that erratic eroticism that's not a word at all eroticism yeah his his erratic behavior uh-huh. makes sense if the information we got about his childhood is true right. if he was molested his whole life yeah then he, he already has a warped sense of reality exactly and he's right. already going to try to um find control wherever he can and that's kind of a destructive personality on its own yeah exactly so mm-hmm. i just think he needed counseling honestly yeah of course and to be away from that it was a toxic environment he grew up in and then he went back to it because like you said it was this it was the only way that he knew that he could let books yeah advance right like, okay if i know that somebody's gonna make it out mm-hmm. i have to stop trying to figure out how i'm getting out yeah because exactly. i keep pulling myself in anyway yeah i get it yeah so that makes sense but yeah it was it was wild toxic can we talk about the greatest human being in the history of cadillac 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 is amazing. Cadillac, From the first part. He is my favorite character. He, he you is, should be him for Halloween or something. He is Cadillac, so over the top, ridiculous. And unapologetic awesome. about it. Like he is just the greatest. So like from the like you said, the first moment that he's on screen and he's hitting them dance moves yeah. in that disco club and he's just like like, you know, the bell of the ball, yeah, like all yeah. of that stuff. And then like when he shakes down the kids yeah. and like he's doing the blow or whatever mm-hmm. and then shoots him accidentally, but then like doesn't care. He's like, why did you wave the gun around? Well, I didn't know that I was going to shoot him. Yeah, like, yeah, like completely unapologetic so about everything. Like he's Cadillac. so great. So then like when the whole series is like, there's a showdown between Cadillac yeah. and Shaolin. Yeah. That's, that's like, you know, Shaolin pulls the gun on Annie. I think Cadillac, that's, like, legit her yes, son? Yes, yes. All right. So, I don't know if Shaolin is, like, her, like, a foster son, or she, he appeared somewhere, I, but she yeah. but she basically she raised, raised him raised like him. a son. Yeah. yeah. But so Cadillac's her a biological son. That's why she kept son. saying, bring your brother home. Yeah, right. right. And I'm like... Oh. So, I was just like, eh, this is weird, you're kind of banging around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so, Cadillac is just, the whole show, the whole part two, at least, is just him chasing um, Shaolin. Yeah. And finding leads. Yeah. And just... Every time he's on camera, he's just chewing the scenery. Yeah. Like he's just like he's just he goes chewing for the it. scenery. What's that mean? Like he's he's so massive a presence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's just like he's all over the place. Um, when they're in a club mm-hmm. and the Get Down Brothers are performing and mm-hmm. Lay Inferno, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there just getting mad jealous. <sighs> he's just like, damn, hold on. He walks up to the booth, stops the record. Yeah. Puts on like some rock steady, disc, right? Rock steady, or whatever, yeah. and then he kills it. Like yeah. he just starts With doing this his jig, disco yeah. shit. And I'm just like, what's what's happening? He's so great. He's so great. And like, like I said, he didn't have like a big impact on the he series. He didn't. He but um. He had an impact on my heart. Yeah. He he seemed like he was a much bigger character in part one. Yes. And then he became more of like a secondary character. Yeah. He more or less fell back into the background. Right. Like, but I was glad. With the discussion or the showdown, like you said, that he and Shaolin had at the party mm-hmm. because they were both really vulnerable. Yeah. And it allowed Shao, uh, Cadillac to be like, I'm going to change my life. I'm yeah. actually going to run. And I'm like, oh, good for him. Right. But like, 
to be fair, like I said, if you do something, there should be consequences. There really didn't seem to be any consequences for all the people that he, that killed. he killed. Yeah, he did murder quite a right. few. Right. If anybody, people. if anybody, you know, deserves to have the worst treatment, it mm-hmm. would based off of their actions, it would be him. Right. But I also <laughs> kind of like. Um, so this is kind of like a little bit where they were like, Shaolin Fantastic, what's your name? Curtis. Yeah, so but like, they never said it. They never outright. So I'm like, are you supposed to be Curtis, Curtis Blow? Blow? Yeah, so, that would, yeah, that's what that, that was, was cool. our thinking. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what our thoughts were. So yeah, uh, so all in all, the Get Down Part Two is dope. Yes, Get Down in general is dope. If you haven't watched it, I mean, you shouldn't be listening. Yeah, but if you are, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It's an amazing series. Hopefully, the music is. Awesome. The music is great. All of the music. It's is all awesome. like disco stuff, and then just remix disco stuff. Yeah. So it's basically and hip hop and hip hop, like the very roots of hip hop. Yeah. And you know, like me being from the Bronx, if you're from New York and and you know you recognize, excuse me, you love hip hop or whatever, it does a very like nice faithful kind of just like recognition of what the Bronx was in mm-hmm. the '70s in the late '70s, mm-hmm. and just how it kind of just like became what hip-hop formed it to be yeah because they had Koch in there which we didn't see in part two we but, did we he wasn't there on screen but he was there in um he was making decisions that affected pop no no, no but yes but like on the news they yeah. had like re- recorded things but he wasn't live on screen right, kind no, of thing because he was on screen in part one yeah like, he was then now it's kind of like oh snap they're going into Ed, how Koch ruined new york yeah they covered then, a lot of ground it was really they kind of didn't they kind of didn't follow through with that in part two but that's no, okay it probably may, maybe wasn't enough time or it wasn't really... i mean it wasn't really relevant anymore because mm-hmm. they weren't going to go into his run yeah that's like he true. was beginning to run for mayor right when, and that's how he hooked up with papa Fuerte. and really that yeah that was the only reason why we needed to see Koch is because mm-hmm. of his um his relationship with Papa Fuerte and, and Papa Fuerte's fall yeah, from being burning over. all those buildings yeah. and stuff, and then but, like, but once again, he ain't with you, bro. everything you do has a reaction. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have your consequences. Like for the most part, everyone paid for their sins. Yes, here. for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. So, um, I also did like um. So back to Dizzy. Yeah. I liked the little romance he had with Me um too. homeboy. I can't yeah. remember his name. My mind is saying Thor, but that's not it. Thor. His name is Thor. was it Thor. His name wasn't Thor, but I think they were calling, they were calling him, him Thor. Thor. Okay. But yeah, he like it was cool because they weren't like I think that they were kind of hesitant as far as like how far they would go with it. Right, that's true. Like they weren't like but didn't romantically they kiss in the first. Scene but we part? didn't actually see the kiss. Are you they kind of sure? no, we didn't. They cut away from it. Okay. So like they were about to kiss. Okay. Okay. And then like they showed something. Yeah. And then. They come back and they're separating from the kiss. Oh, okay, so okay, So they did okay. kiss, but we never actually saw it on screen. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know if, you know, what that's about. Yeah. I'm not getting into that. Right. But I like the, um, that arc because he was super, like, he spent the whole part two trying to figure out a way to please Thor. Yeah. Of like, we're going to bomb this this train. Yeah. We're going to do this. And Thor, who was arrested for bombing trains or whatever, yeah. was trying to, like, he get out hesitant. of it. yeah. And, you know, like, Dizzy was super into his art. Like, they did a lot of, like, Dizzy is just Jaden Smith. Yes. He's I, like, if you know who Jaden Smith is on Twitter. My God. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were joking. That's the best video ever. We were joking that, like, so everyone obviously has a script, but Jaden's mm-hmm. script is just, well, Jaden was just, like, 
say whatever you want to say. Right, like like Him if you have like um um Zeke says this line, yeah, and Shalin says this line, and then Dizzy's line is Jada Smith speaks. Right, literally that's what's printed on the paper. I feel like that's what's there because he was just going full on. I into did not that. feel like he was acting. I don't at think all. he was acting. I feel like he is, this is just he's just like all right, fine. I'll wear these clothes. Yeah, but I'm still gonna just talk my shit. Right. So like he was just like Jada Smithing the whole time. Yeah. And, and then he rapped at one point. He did rap. He mm-hmm. rapped a few times. Yeah. No, yeah. but it was cool. Yeah. So then what I liked about the arc was that, um, like, you know, like, they kind of was making fun of Cadillac. Like, uh, Cadillac was making fun of Shaolin. Yeah. For um, being really cool with books. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, you must be in love with him. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Mylene kind of inferred on that, too. Like, oh, you must be in love with him. Yeah. Because you're always ruining his stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want him to go anywhere. I did like that they never liked each other. Why? I liked it. I'm sorry. No, but why did you like that? Because usually, like, it's always, like, the best friend and the girlfriend get along. No, but he already had his core of best friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't need... So Sorry. Sorry, I see what you're saying. It would be, like, a trio, but Mm -hmm. that was unnecessary because he already had Dizzy and Boo and... Yeah, of course, yeah. Ra-Ra. 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 As well as Shaolin. So they were already... Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to see what would happen with him. Because he was joining the Zulus. Yeah, he fell in love, with, fell that in love girl. with that girl. That was really sweet. Yeah, and he, he kind of came up with the plan that saved them. Yeah. Like, it was his idea. Like, hey, look, let's just join up everybody. And, right. You know, let's join the Zulus and be cool. Yeah. But anyway. But no, your point about them never being friends. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I like I think we were waiting for them to, to hook up. To hook up. Yeah, because we, it was just like a lot of tension there. It was a lot there. of tension but what it was was that they both love books. Yeah. But they love them. They both love him selfishly. Yes. So, like, Mylene is always about, I need you with me. You're my support. You're my guide. You're yeah. my this. You're my that. I need you to be here all the time. Yeah. Without really taking into account what books wants. Right. And even in part one, books recognize that, look, I'm tired of chasing after you. Right. If you're not going to want to be with me, then stop stringing me along. Yes. And then that's when she gave it up, and then he was like, oh, word, you're my brother Scott's queen now. Yeah. You know, so either way. um, You're right. It was, they relied on books, and they were very selfish about it. mm -hmm. So that's why they kept clashing, because one, either person wanted his attention 100% of the time. Yeah. And books couldn't give them that. Right. Because he also needed to do stuff for him. Right. And what I also didn't like about their relationship, Mylene and um, Books' relationship, was like you were saying... She's like, I need you there, but she never respect. Even if though she didn't respect hip hop or understand it, she never came to any of his shows. No, she never gave him any support. But she was Mm-mm. pissed if he didn't come to her stuff. Yeah, and, support and he never her asked stuff. her to go to any of the shows. No, but he was just he always kind of just recognized what it was. He yeah, was like, but Look. I think that sucks. Like yeah, we're does. both musicians, and even if you don't understand my music, you should at least, you know, show me the courtesy of coming out every once support in a while. Me. Yeah. yeah. Just because you're quote unquote legitimate because everyone knows disco, mm-hmm. you should still try to hear the art in right. it. So that that bothered me. Yeah, I did not and like that's that. How, but that's also kind of just plays into her selfishness. Yeah. Of I'm gonna be a star mm-hmm. and books is gonna help me get there. Yeah. But until I don't need him anymore, yeah. I don't. I'm gonna be gone with him because you know she was relying on books until she hooked up with the producer. Right. And then she hooked up with the manager. Yeah. And then she hooked up like not hook up. Hook no, up, I know what like, you mean. So you know, like she, connected, she with connected with these people mm-hmm. who were going to advance her career what beyond books could do. Right. So once she was like, oh, we're, we're going to Hollywood to film this movie. Right. She's not, he's no longer needed that. And she was able to drop him quick. Right. But 
instead of actually breaking up with him, she's like, oh, well, I'm going to L.A., so right. I don't know what you want to do. Right. And he's like, I'll wait for you. Yeah. Oh. That, oh, that, oh. That'll work. Yeah. We can, you can wait for me. Right. And then sang the breakup song. And sang the breakup song and flew out on a plane and never came back. Yeah. And we never saw her again. But, yes. Um, the Get Down, it's amazing. It's a great show. Yeah. I, like, I was trying to say with the dizzy part oh yes i'm gonna wrap it up okay i was trying to say the dizzy part was i like that everyone's kind of just like you know like you know homosexuality wasn't that um accepted Mm -hmm. in their friends Mm -hmm. or whatever but like when they would go like when mylene would go to like she went to a gay club and performing a bunch of gay clubs and they were like we're out here open and then when she was performing in um jimmy's apartment right and it was a bunch of you know Mm -hmm. drag queens and stuff and they was in there doing their thing and it Mm -hmm. was like all right we're recognizing that this was the time where people was kind of like being sexually liberating and stuff like I that. I also think that disco was like part of a counterculture. Yes, yes, it was. So whoever because it pushed against it pushed against um rock music. Right. So whoever subscribes to the counterculture, it's kind of like you'll be accepted here. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're right. It was even more different that hip hop was like a further counterculture. Mm-hmm. Um. That they had the opportunity to kind of explore you know non-hetero relationships it was interesting but it was but you know back to what you were saying earlier like hip-hop was still always problematic because you know with how they kind of made fun of um shaolin as being in love with zeke yeah maybe it's like oh is that toxic masculinity playing a part yeah but it was cool that and they were trying to figure out like when they came up with their plan to like unite all of the crews Mm -hmm. it was shaolin who found dizzy yeah and saw yeah. Dizzy was kind of like with um, Thor or whatever, but yeah. they weren't like hooking up. But right. he saw what was happening. Like, right. He's like, damn, they love each other. Right. And then like he got him. He's like, look, we got to go. We got to do this thing, whatever. And like Dizzy was kind of just like not how sure. Find me? He, not even about how you find me, but he wasn't sure how to explain it mm. to Shaolin. And Shaolin's just like, look, you know what? I don't have to tell anybody what I saw. Well, that he's like, not everybody knows everything about me. Mm-hmm. So he think that was the expectation. And that was right. And that was kind of just like his recognizing, like, look, whatever you do is cool with me. Yeah. And that was, and I like that part of it. That kind of showed Shao has a heart. Yeah. Because I mean, we know he has a heart. We do. He just he doesn't show it. A he lot. doesn't show a lot. So in that moment, he definitely showed his heart to someone who we would least expect him showing it to. Yeah. So that was true. cool. And yeah, so again, the get down's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you finish watching it, or if you watched it, whatever you feel about it, ho- you know, holler at us, let, yeah, us, let know us know how you feel. Um, so we're signing off. Yep. This is episode eight, Bougie and the Beard. Yep. We gonna keep giving you that dope content. Yep. Just like, favorite, subscribe, comment, rate, share, all of the social media things, mm-hmm. and we'll see you on the flippy flip.